0: Welcome back and right this is Andy as always and uh, I'm actually really excited about today's guest um, I shouldn't say that. that implies I'm not excited about our other guests it seems like rude but I am excited today but uh,
1: I, I'm especially excited <laughs> I don't think you should you should feel bad about being excited to talk to me I mean you know I'm not just a well I am just a guy on the street because I live on the street
0: but yeah anyway go ahead Andy. um but he's playing uh, Grandpa Monster in Rob Zombie's new film, The Monsters. Uh, yeah. Daniel Roebuck, who is one of those actors who's in everything. Like I was looking at your IMDb list, and it'd be easier to list the things you aren't in than oh, the stuff that you are. It's... I mean, Lost, Fugitive, Matlock, NCIS, Glee, uh, Weeds, Malcolm in the Middle. I mean, there was just on and on and on and on and on. Um, My hope is that
1: someone. I'm working. I'm working with some orthopedic surgeons. Uh, here, uh, my hope is that you'll get carpal tunnel while you're scrolling <laughs> I'm and then you'll have to go to you know track me down. I'll give you name to the surgeons whose payroll I'm on.
0: That's uh, a good idea. The only yeah. reason
1: I work so much is so <laughs> that I can create business for these for these 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 poor doctors who don't have enough money.
0: I, I mean, that's I mean every actor when they start, they they want to be working, and I think they look at you know the the Brad Pitts and they, you know they want to be a movie star and. I mean, you're a working actor. And you're in everything. Like, it, it, was that uh, your intent? Wanted,
1: I never wanted to be a movie star. I just wanted to be an actor. Uh, I set my sights on William Wyndham. Uh, if uh, your 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 listeners uh, may have to look him up, but if you're a guy uh, a little between your age and my age, you've seen him in a thousand things: Star Trek, Night Gallery. Um, you know, got uh, his own series, like uh, Murder She Wrote. Everything, everything, everything. And I just kind of wanted to be that guy. Um, and it's been a blessing that 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 route. And I, I think really what it comes down to is I always knew I was going to be that guy. I think that that's the real kind of magic of, of the world. I, you know, I I, I speak from a godly, uh, a believer in God. Uh, and I know some people don't. I don't. You're interviewing me. You mm-hmm. interview them. They could tell you there is no God. But the proof to me in my life has been God has always been present and guiding me and helping me achieve this dream.
0: Do you like that where you're never typecast? You kind of get a a whole mess load of different things that.
1: Yes. uh, Yes. Well, Andy, it's great. It's like the great news is for me. Yes. I freaking love it. Uh, uh, If for the actor that I am, sometimes it's difficult. If the night before they watched me kidnapping little girls and impregnating them on criminal minds. Uh, when the next, the next day, it's, some um, uh, you know, playing a dad on the Disney channel, someone in the <laughs> room is like, eh, I don't know. cause they don't, they don't remember that I was already a dad on the Disney channel before they got a job at right. the Disney channel. I did it 20 years ago. Not now. So, uh, you know, it's great for me. It's, it's bad for uh you know i well i've got a million opinions on a million things you know these there's these people who, who try to sell actors things that's like you know just like they price, try to sell artists or they try to sell people who have restaurants or whatever but like the 10 simple rules creating a restaurant that'll last forever
0: um, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah,
1: yeah you know and it's always taught by a guy who's never had a restaurant yep you know last forever let's say you know Uh, it's so it's the same thing with acting 10 simple rules for an amazing audition. You will book. And then you go, well, let's look up this guy who's teaching it. Huh? Huh? Can't find him. Oh, here. Oh, he did three short films. He may not be the guy from (laughs) whom you should be taking advice. Right. Uh, I went off on a tangent here. I was talking about something else. This is, this is your problem, Andy. Oh, that's fine. My (laughs) brain is, uh, well, what would I
0: well, let Shoot. me, let me ask you, ask me another question. maybe. Yeah. Have- um, out of all the roles that you've had, is there one that really stands out as your favorite?
1: Well, that's like asking which kid you like the best, you know? Uh, and I have an answer for that, but it's always different based on which kid standing near me. Um, <laughs> I have two, I have two wonderful kids uh, and I love them both equally. So look, I make my own, Stuff too and i would invite your uh followers to go to a channel of peace.org uh so these are movies that i make um these aren't little movies these are real movies yeah uh, with a family-friendly element of faith not uh, hit you over the head like uh i don't want to i'm not a faith rapist you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, i'm a faith proclaimer uh so we make these movies that are just like watching an andy Griffith episode. Uh, even I was saying earlier today, like the Poseidon Adventure is a great movie, and it's kind of a faith movie because it's about people uh, overcoming this horrible obstacle. And the guy who's the preacher is the one who has to tell them, "You just have to believe you can do it, and then it'll be done." You know what I mean? Um, but so I make these kind of movies, so I like making those kind of movies, and I write parts that are good for me to play. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm not an idiot. I don't. Write something I can't play. Um, I like those movies. Uh, I like playing Grandpa a lot. That's also, uh, I mean, it's it's the most recent of the miracles of my life where the thing that I did as a young person is also the thing I'm doing. I've been training for Grandpa since I was 12. I was in a circus, I was a vampire clown, and I was named the Count.
0: So, I'm no kidding.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, ridiculous uh, here, uh, like the count, right? So, I'm uh, that's that's what I do at 12. Here, I'm going to show you a picture, just so your your followers don't. Hopefully, I can figure this out. Um, oh yeah, now look at that. 12 years old, and you were in the circus. Yeah, I was in a circus. Lions all star circus, um, and 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 the character's name was the count. And then when Mr. Zombie asked me to play this role, he said, by the way, now people can see where the story is. You know, it takes place before they're married. So there's no Eddie. So I'm not grandpa because I don't have a grandson. So I'm, you know, I'm count Dracula.
0: Right. So I mean,
1: you know, that's, uh, that's, that's how good life is. Uh, when, when these kind of blessings can happen, uh, it's been funny to me that of all the things, of all the terrible, stupid things people said about Rob Zombie's Monsters, which is going to be a joyful, happy, crazy monsters movie for today, is there when they're like, Oh yeah, he just casts his friends. That's why he casts these people. Yeah, but so does Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and so does, you know, so does Woody Allen cast his wife yeah. while he's like you know, uh, canoodling with her daughter. Like, yeah, he doesn't care. So, so, why do you cast? I cast people I like. Anyway, it's it's funny to me when you, you're very gracious to talk about all the work that I've done and all the preparation I've done, playing like real people like Jay Leno and real people like Gary Marshall. Haven't I earned? Am I not the most brilliant idea for whoever should play Grandpa Monster? Who else would you ask? I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I've been and waiting my it, whole life. The it's same...
0: I'm it's so no, it's so funny. It's just like I've uh, I have friends that have a horror podcast and other people, and they're kind of, I guess, not optimistic about this movie. And I'm like, did you watch the monsters growing up? Like, it's not. It was never scary. It was not. You know, it, it wasn't horror. It was a sitcom.
1: I I think it's easy to to take shots at at Rob because uh, he's, and this is, this is again, this is a thing that happens in this society of ours. Uh, Rob is a success on so many levels. Mm-hmm. An artist creating at so many levels, I think it's daunting for people and they want him to fit. And Sherry, why why shouldn't you be? I, by the way, I was, um, we're doing a fun project. I wish I could tell you more about it, but I think Rob's going to have to tell you, on uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, which is one, of, the only one of his movies that I didn't film on yeah no um but we're doing some projects for house of a thousand corpses it's a fun secondary thing that we're doing. Oh, and nice. so i've been watching that and now watching uh um uh devil's rejects which i am in, but i haven't seen it for a while but i don't know what the what the complaint is about the films he makes or the, i mean he's obviously making movies he wants to make and obviously so it's too bad that you're friends with film podcasts i think it's It's like when I played Jay Leno, nobody would have known I was wearing makeup. But at some point, HBO decided to make a point of me being in makeup. Every review was like, and, you know, Roebuck wearing the Ever Ready Battery makeup. Nobody would have mentioned it. It had nothing to do with the performance I gave, uh, working next to someone like Kathy Bates. But reviewers, they just, and now that everybody's the online reviewer, it's even worse because just because you have a horror podcast, I hate to tell your friends, it doesn't mean that you have like some magical understanding of the makings of the movie. Or, I mean, even in this case, everybody was like, "It's got to be in black and white." Nobody's going to release a black and white movie for families in twenty twenty two. That makes no sense. No one's going to do it. Yeah. So why why even sit around saying it should have been?
0: Was the monsters wasn't always in black and white? Was it? Am I? It was in black and white. Yeah,
1: you can. I mean, until they did.
0: Oh, because uh, then they did the movies later the movie, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. The movie was right after the series, and the movie was in color because you know uh, the series was in black and white because it had to be. The movie was in color because it had to be because no one was going to black and white movies anymore. Right. And it was a family movie, so you know this. It it again. Once again, stupid to even assume that it could be different than it was.
0: You know, it, the, the interesting thing about the trailer I found, it seems like grandpa is almost like the foil in it. Like he doesn't want them to be together. Is that accurate? You have children? You have children? I have two. Girls? They're adults. They're adults now.
1: Girls either.
0: Um, I have a boy and a girl. So I
1: have a boy and a girl too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, my daughter has found the perfect man uh, and they're happy. Had she not found the perfect man, what would I have done to foil it? You know, it's fair. Like, It's like so. Grandpa is just like any other dad who's got this goofy guy who wants to marry his daughter. And you know, he's, Count Dracula was hoping she'd marry someone with money, like Nosferatu, not this <laughs> this goof. Yeah. And when when you see the movie, you'll appreciate what a, what a goofy what a goofy is, and he's 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 quite he's quite funny. Phillip. So yeah, like I'm trying to foil the relationship uh, and that's kind of a, you know, a fun throwback uh, movie idea.
0: Yeah. He,
1: the Rob was so smart. Instead of doing like, you know, they did two TV movies and one was about Christmas and I'm always positive about everything. But I mean, the Christmas one had great actors, but it, it was Santa Claus turned into a turned into a uh, christmas pudding and mm-hmm. the elves didn't want to work for santa claus anymore and they were trying to have sexual relations with women and what the hell does that have to do with anything but more importantly it was like situation comedy is it's like this american-born brilliant thing where we were like we're going to make comedy funny in 24 minutes and we're going to put a commercials in and we got to figure out how to tell the story funny in 24 minutes so when they do a movie version of the monsters the problem is it's a 24 minute idea that's expanded to an hour and a half right right what rob did instead of making a sitcom idea he went and told a legacy story uh which doesn't need to be it's not a situational jokey comedy it's you know she's a teenager he's created i don't want her to marry him they finally do get married i mean all that's uh all that's been exposed already. Um, so it's just gonna be a fun, different movie. And and I, you know, and anyway.
0: It's- you, said, you said you uh worked in uh almost all of other all all of Rob's other projects. Yes. Were you in one of his videos? Was it Teenage Rockstar? Yes, yes, yes.
1: that's me as the that's devil. It. Wait a minute, look what I have. Look what I look what I have right here, Andy.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> you're the devil action figure. That's oh, awesome.
1: How wonderful is that? So uh Mr. Zombie, you know, is well aware. Uh, well, who knows what like he he knows I like to wear the makeup. Yeah. And I think he also knows I'm 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 kind of a Christian So he calls me up and he's like, I want you to do a video. Yes, great, oh great. And you get to wear makeup. Oh great, great, oh I get to wear makeup, and you're gonna be the devil. <laughs> uh-huh and I said can I literally said can I emasculate him what do you mean why does he talk like Paul Len and Rob's like yes <laughs> Rob knows that that's ridiculous especially because he knew it was it was gonna look like that yeah so to have that being like oh I'm the devil um I loved it I love this by the way if you go to my social media or his Got to go back about two months when they did the anniversary of that album, maybe two months ago. But we actually shot them putting the makeup on me. So we put a video out finally of that experience. Um,
0: And, And that's part of the process that you enjoy. I feel like that would be like an unpleasant part. Well, so I grew up like
1: being a vampire clown wasn't like it wasn't like, that came out of the blue. I loved horror movies. Yeah, uh, I I love being in makeup. I mean, the process to turn me into that took about three hours, three hours, fifteen minutes plus the wig, three and a half to four hours every morning, and I didn't hate it at all. I you know it's I'm I'm in my zone. Like I, you can't. It's hard to explain how I don't want to explain how happy this makes me. Because Andy, I don't want the good Lord to go, Ah, oh, I've given him everything he ever wanted. <laughs> I'd love to talk to him about it in person. You yeah. know, I want him to think oh, I got another 30, 30 years, and I don't want to wear diapers.
0: Yeah, he's got to find something else to want to do. Yeah.
1: Oh, good thinking. Oh, I like your thinking on that.
0: Well, I think that's kind of a, a creative mentality. Is is to you know, once you kind of accomplish one goal, you're already kind of like, cool. Now you're already like looking on to, not that you don't appreciate that. that? Yeah. And it's that kind of freelancer creative, like I got that out of my system and then you're already trying to like process the next thing.
1: Yeah. And I've always, I mean, it's not, it's no mistake. I've always been, um, you know, I was writing plays when I couldn't even write when I was uh, six years old. Like I was already, I was already doing that. Um, I was drawing pictures and saying, and then acting out the pictures with the kids in my class. And, and so, you know, when I'm not, I've never been an actor sitting around people to look up Halloween, the happy haunting of America a documentary I made, made another one called uh, Dr. Shocker's vault of horror, where we did a documentary about people collecting monster toys. Um, I did a series of interstitial programs for monsters HD. Plus I write for magazines. Plus I, I write plays plus I've been writing a book plus I make a movie every year or two uh myself like I don't I don't sit around ever uh and I can't we go we go on a Disney cruise I like that because I like that uh,
0: that you're you're uh a man after my own heart like I can't I can't not do something and I'm happiest yeah. when I have like 14 different projects that like i'm yes. a little bored with one I can jump onto something else and kind of just keep the, the ball rolling and keep myself engaged.
1: Yes. Do you remember a great a great Bob Fosse movie, All That Gas? Yeah. Okay. So in the movie, All That Jazz, I didn't realize that I was actually basing my entire life on that movie. But it <laughs> turns out that unwittingly I did. And not I, maybe I'm not on the Bob Fosse level of directing a big movie, but I've directed movies and been directing a play at the same time. And acting in, acting in a, a, a TV series, but doing my interstitial TV job for another network at the same time, like literally walking off the set, watching the dailies of the other one, picking the cuts I need, going back and playing the character in the set, coming back. I, I've always done it, even when I was, I was doing a TV movie about uh, that, that idiot lady who helped us two prisoners escape uh, prison uh, up in upstate New York. They made a a big mini-series out of it, but we did a lifetime movie, Penny and Miller and I. And you know, I was that was I I would learn my lines, I would do scenes, but they would give me a room where I could edit my movie, the first movie I made, getting grace. It's just how I've always done it. And it's because that's how he did
0: it. Well, let me ask you for a bit of advice then, because my friends are always like, Oh, you need to make sure that you have, you know, time for yourself or downtime or, or balance work life balance, blah, blah, blah. Um, I find it very confusing because like one of the things that we've been doing since uh, COVID lockdown has lifted is we've been running comedy shows. And so my job, if you want to call it that, is to promote these shows. But I also go to like five or six stand up comedy shows every month. And that's my job. I don't. I don't feel that needs to be a work life balance, because to me, that's fun. Like that's so much fun just to go and laugh with friends and, and to build a community. Like, do you struggle with that? How do you handle work life balance? Like, or well, I, think you're,
1: I think you're talking about something that, you know, we, we could promote we, You and I could go on a tour of this, you know, you don't have to worry about the work life balance. If you like your work, that's the, the, you know, if your life and your work are simultaneously joyful, um, then that is your balance. I I make these movies. I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever made a movie. You know, I write, yeah. produce, direct, and star in it. So I'm, I'm literally up 18, 19 hours a day work and I sleep four or five and I do it again. And every part of that process is of great joy to me. And then like I was screening one of the movies for a friend the other, uh, the other night and I had this kind of epiphany that Everything about this exists because it, it was born here, you know, and it wouldn't have been born there had I not watched what my relaxation that I do when the day is done, watch a great old movie. So yeah. I watched so many and all those movies went in here in my, it's helped me be a better storyteller. Tell me be a big, great creator. All the movies I've acted in have taught me how to run a set the manner in which everybody involved would love to be there. All of it comes together. So my my joyful private life uh and my and 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 I'll go one step further. My wife is my producing partner, my editor, my co-creator. My daughter sometimes is my co-writer and co-director. Sometimes she's one of my producers. Like so my and my son is often on the set and then my daughter's boyfriend who I love. I didn't have to tell him. Tell her he's a numbskull. Don't marry
0: that guy. <laughs> like,
1: he's a grip, so he works on. So my life and my my family and my love and my my enjoyment all come together, and there it is up in a movie that people will watch, and it will have a positive effect on them as well.
0: I mean, that's a great way of looking at it. I mean, like I'm to that point now where you know my my son comes and helps run events. My youngest does our graphic design work. And, and I love that. Like, it, Yeah, you're it's, doing
1: it's exactly what I'm doing. Why, why, why wouldn't we do it? People, oh, Andy always hires his son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. Now, the I? only place I don't want to see it anymore, ever again, I don't want to see anybody else who is related to someone else. I don't care if it was your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your brother, your sister, your wife your son. I don't want to see anybody running our country who has been related to anyone else who ran our country. I don't want you to be former wife of, I don't want you to be the daughter of or the son of get out. You've (laughs) You've ruined it. Let another
0: family ruin. I I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Um, only
1: place, but, but I, I love having my children around me. I love it because they're nice kids. You would sound like nice kids. And you had the wherewithal. See, if Buster wanted to be an actor, what he said, that's my son's name, Buster. He said, that's kind of my second fallback. And you know, <laughs> sister I were like. That's so yeah, funny. That's, yeah. yeah. That's exactly, that's how I would approach, based on, on how easy you see that it is for me all the time. I think having it be your second fallback will make you uh, a working actor one day, as opposed to those guys. Who wake up in the morning and all they want to do is act? Um, do do the they child.
0: do they kind of have a, a different look at acting because um, because you're an actor? I remember I interviewed uh, Sean Whalen.
1: Oh, yeah, and, Sean's a great friend of mine.
0: Yeah, and uh, he was kids talk- are all the same age. He was talking about how um, his daughter was watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he hears from the other room, "Oh, I forgot you're in this." Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm sorry to be such a disappointment to you. By the way, get <laughs> up off that couch. <laughs> always sunny in Philadelphia. Paid.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. My former wife, uh, the mother of my two beautiful children, would say, "You're not funny," and I'd say, "Oh, au contraire! I have <laughs> ir- 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 irrefutable proof that I'm funny. You're living in it." Yeah. You're eating it. You drive in it. We send our children to Catholic school because of it. you know, this stuff didn't happen because I think bitches. It happened because I'm funny. Even when I'm playing a dramatic role, I'm funny on the set. And people are like, he's fun to have around. Let's give him another dramatic role. That's why I keep working with Rob Zombie and Doc Oscarelli and all these other people. Because it doesn't matter if they're killing me with a hat That I'm still making everybody laugh.
0: Right, right. Now, you said um, you did a documentary about like collecting um, horror memorabilia and whatnot. Yeah. I used to own a comic book shop, so I'm a, ah. I'm a big nerd myself. Um, is that something that you've always done? Is that something that you have gotten yeah, into because yeah. of the movies? or
1: No, no. I've always, from the time I was a kid. like We read Famous Monsters of Film Life. Oh, yeah. And, sure. uh, you know, so you know the magazine, right? Yeah. And so when you read that magazine, you not only learned that um, it was imperative that you know what the monster movies were. You also looked at Corey Ackerman's house, and he had, you know, layer upon layer of stuff that that uh, you could own, right? Yep. So so um, that was kind of my, uh, you know, my impetus for collecting. And so, like, I showed you that, so here's other stuff that's just around because I'm getting ready for something. So there's me and Halloween too. Yeah, nice. There's a doll of me and Halloween too. These all came out of the fact that um, it's going to be a while before there's dolls from the
0: Grandpa Monster. The movie, nice.
1: But, you know, I needed to have some. So, you know, I found a doll maker and we oh, made cool. dolls. Um, and now I'm such a, a nut for it. Uh, I've got my wife, you know, here, look at this. Remember? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Oh, wow was.
0: that was a this, little, that was before my time let's but,
1: but this guy yeah. did uh he wanted to put out the doll so i i my wife who's also a genius uh i'm mean, you know to get a free doll <laughs> she, she does the card art for
0: oh nice. nice um was there i don't want to use the term steal was there any collectible you borrowed from the set of the monsters
1: Yes. But I but it's okay. Because I, yeah. I tried to get my I tried to get my costume uh, uh, into my contract and they said no. But I knew something as well as the producers and Rob. If we needed to reach you, me knowing where my costume was, so I could just go to the closet and get it, make all of that so much easier than sending someone to Budapest or to the assets in a storage facility. So I yeah, I got yeah. It's, it seems it's like that's... it's mine it was made for me it was fitted right. to me it was built on me no one else can use it you know, why not protect it?
0: it it seems like that's a very common actor thing to do to take little little bits of set or uh uh you know little trinkets to kind of remember what it's like or
1: yeah uh, and i mean it? it's an it's an interesting thing for me beyond everything else because i'm you know if you if you look around my house there you can see there's a
0: Oh, there's Life, a, creature. a creature. That's awesome. Uh, over here, there's I don't know. Is that a planet of the apes? There's Roddy McDowell from uh Oh wow. I mean,
1: we we, we don't screw around here. Uh facing me are two other planet of the apes, and there's plenty of the apes back there. Like I actually have, you know, I, there could one day be a, a, a count standing in the corner here greeting people when they come in.
0: So I feel like collecting is something that very much came, you know, of our generation. Um,
1: Your your mom and dad didn't collect. No,
0: no. Like, what, what, what? What's the difference? Like, why does our generation? Because our
1: generation, you know, were the first generation raised on uh, the saturation of media. You know, your dad and my dad had comic books, and every now and again, when they were little kids, were serials with. Superman or Batman or Captain Coda
0: Marvel. Rings or whatever. Yeah.
1: It was and even, but um, w- you know, once they could mass produce this stuff, because you know, I grew up, I wish I had something here. Well, I have, like, we had this character, uh, Captain Action. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. So, they've redone this, but I'm just going to put this here, but I'm going to grab something. But for us, we were the first we were the first generation where, you know, you could turn this doll into this doll. Yep. So, you know, and it was because through, like, the magic of, you know, that, that whole thing, the D.I. Joe idea was based on the Barbie idea, which was, you ever hear the razor blade theory? No. So you sell them the
0: razor, but they have. Oh, to the by the razor blades. Right, right. Yeah.
1: So, so that's what this is. They sell you, they sell you a doll. Yep. And then you have to buy the blades.
0: Right. You have to buy the 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 guns and the the accoutrement. Yeah. And, so uh, so what was it? was we it Big Jim? The... Big Jim was the other one, right? Oh Big Jim, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are you? Uh 47.
1: All right. So Big Jim. You were right at the end of Big Jim. I was Gym. right at the
0: end of Big Jim. I was I was at just the oh. right age to get into the three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe. That yeah, was yeah, that was yeah. my bread and butter.
1: The cobra and all that. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So we had we Those of us in my generation had 12-inch G.I. Joe's, uh, (laughs) Andy. But, uh, you know, so I think that's why we we could collect. Well, we could have it because we did. And then we all got to a point where, uh, you know, once nostalgia was in, because nostalgia wasn't in until the happy days. When we looked in 1974 and we looked at 1954, which was only 20 years earlier, and it was a completely different world. Mm -hmm. What's freaking weird is, you know, 24 years before now was 1998. It really didn't look that different. The cars didn't look that different. The clothing didn't look that different. It was a radical change in those other 20 years. So, I mean, I think we're nostalgists. And uh, I, I know most people who collect monster toys, yeah uh are of a certain age they're between uh 70 and uh well, the classic collectors 70 and 52 53 and uh, the you know the 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 bulk of the monster monster boys kind of disappeared about 1982 83 yeah so we all had to have access to those boys and then we we re buying it but now i mean it's kind of fun that uh, and this is the other thing going back to the monsters the musters is made for the next generation uh so you know wake up wake up people it's next generation that's why the adams family has actually their iterations are cartoons already right because they're they're trying to get the kids the kids to watch it as cartoons but you know at least ours is a live action movie it's
0: it's it's i i really love talking to people like yourself where you kind of get that the consumer end and the, the creative yes. side. Yeah. Yes, yes,
1: a hundred percent. Like the, and and like Rob Zombie is a a very high performing kind of smart filmmaker. You know, you know, Universal and a big collector
0: was, too. Right, from yeah, he likes standard, so, yeah.
1: he likes stuff. But Universal wasn't like, oh, you know, we, like he still had to pitch Universal, and yeah. he still had to get them on board, and they still had to say yes. And believe me, they were thrilled. To, to have the guy bring his vision To this thing just like Ryan Gosling's doing a new version Of the wolf man that's gonna Be oh Ryan I didn't even Gosling. hear that yeah he's yeah. I think it's his idea he's Starring in it
0: um are, are they Gonna try to make it I, I remember They were doing like When they did the okay brain Work uh the tom man. cruise mummy Thing where they tried. no to no yeah the Cinematic universe, th- universe kind of thing
1: yeah The dark universe failed unfortunately Um Maybe, maybe they overreached it. Maybe it was a little too big, a little too fast. Maybe yeah. they should have considered it more in some way. Um, uh, I don't know. You know, it's unfortunate. Look, we have all these Marvel movies. Do you know why? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why. Okay. In three words. Robert Downey Jr. For sure. If, if he did not get all those people to see Iron Man, None of this other stuff, it would have come out in drips and drag, but it took Robert Downey Jr. to spark the entire thing. So, um, it's unfortunate that they did not have that luck with the mummy, um, they just didn't weren't able to pull it off, I'm yeah. But you know, and Tom Cruise is a very entertaining actor but it didn't spark it like Robert Downey Jr. Sparked it Iron Man and Favreau too. You got to give them all.
0: Yeah. And and I think Uh, people forget that like at that time, Iron Man was at best a B list superhero. Yeah.
1: It was the 10th, most interesting character in the Marvel universe. I mean, it was really a weird, it was, it was, it took whoever you got to credit, whoever came up with that idea. Um, and, and it's from, from that all, uh, all else sprung forward
0: Right so, I think it was, think it was it, a matter of It was the only property Or the biggest property They still own the rights to Oh,
1: interesting <laughs> Yeah Interesting And that's why Oh, interesting
0: Because yeah. oh. everything else Had been, you know Fantastic Four And Ghost Rider uh, Were under Fox X-Men were under Fox Spider-Man was Sony So it was It was the biggest character That they had left to work with
1: That they could work with Well, yeah. they, you know Made it. I mean, they made it brilliant. And then using Tony Stark as the center pen pole of all the other ideas. I mean, you got to hand it to all those creative writers, genius writers who did uh, everything. Hey, you want to hear a good writer, moral story? Yes. Okay. So it's just, I don't know that I've ever stole this story publicly, but it's such a fun story. So I'm blessed that I have a brother-in-law who's very talented named Corey Garia. And he, uh, he shot my first movie, Getting Grace, for me. But he is a, uh, a gaffer of great note and a director of photography. He gaffed all the Chris Nolan Batman movies, Inception, like, uh, you know, all those big, big, big Chris, Chris yeah. Nolan yeah. movies uh, he gaffed. Um, and he did Thor,
0: okay. the one
1: that Kenneth Branagh directed. And, uh, and so he was working on another movie. He couldn't take his son, Cole, to the premiere, So I took, you know, I'll take the movie movie. (laughs) for premiere. So I go to the movie and it's a big movie and it's, you know, a little long and I got to go to the bathroom. So I make my way down to the toilet in the bottom of the El Capitan theater. No one's in it because it's the middle of the movie. And I, you know, I go about my standing business and the door opens and Thor walks in. (laughs) (laughs) Because he, too, has to urinate in the middle of this movie. Now, I tell this story, and I think only another dude understands. So, ladies, if you're listening, the way it works is if there's four standing urinals, you grab the one furthest away. The next guy's responsibility is to not stand right next to you.
0: Correct. And
1: responsibility. Am I right about this?
0: Yeah, you leave a gap.
1: You leave a gap. There's a yep. gap. You never, You never stand next to the other guy. So Chris Hemsworth comes in and stands right next to me. And I'm a tall man. This, this guy is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. He's like six foot four. He's gorgeous. And I, I'm a little tempted to peek. I'm going to be honest with you. He was, <laughs> he was, he was a little too close. Because yeah. he's Thor. He's a god. He is a god. He's a good guy. So we do our business. We're washing up next to each other. And I say, I say, this movie is so fantastic because it was. Oh, thanks, thanks Mike. It's so nice. I said, my brother-in-law is Corey Gariak. He got the movie. Oh, is Corey here tonight? I said, no, he is. I'm here with his son. Oh, please tell me said, Great. So we dry our hands. We shake. Godspeed. God bless you. Goodbye. He goes his way. I go my way. The movie's over. And uh, there's what the L-Caps lobby is about as wide as your kitchen. Okay. Seriously. I don't know who thought of this. So you're like, uh, trying to get out of the theater. And this guy says, Dan, Dan, it's me. And I can't remember his name. He's a nice guy. He, he said, I was one of the writers on Agent Cody Banks. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good to meet you. How are you? Good. Oh, It's so, yeah, but, but those movies were great. I had a great time doing it. Oh, it's so nice to see you. I said, what are you doing here? He goes, Oh, I'm one of the writers on this. I was like, are you kidding me? You're other writer? That's so great. That's amazing. And he goes, Yeah, I goes, he goes, I, geez, I wish we could get a picture with Thor. That's gonna be impossible. And dude. This is how you know there's a God. At that very moment, they they're bringing Chris right next to us. Yeah, and I say, Chris, and he goes, "Yes, Dan." I said, "Hey, this guy's one of the guys who wrote the movie. Would you take a picture with him and his family?" Oh, of course. Took the picture, <laughs> and then I took him away. And, and the guy who wrote Tony Banks was like. <laughs> But that's that's the kind of guy Chris Hemsworth is, and I will tell you, I went to the uh, the Avengers Part One premiere, and as they walk, when you're not in the movie, they have a red carpet, and yeah. you have like a, a chartreuse carpet okay. that's next to them. Well, they kind of like, come on, come on, come on, yeah. they don't want you like
0: yeah, <laughs> get in <laughs>
1: you- their shots. So we're walking down the red carpet like simultaneously. And as we turn, we turn simultaneously and, and I'm looking at him and he looked at me and he looked at me and I could tell that he knew who I was. And he was like, and he went in because he must have thought, is this freaking guy here every time I'm here He's trying to meet me in the bathroom again? I'm not the one who stood in that. That's stall. right. He stood I next to you. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Anyway, there's a you like to have a conversations that meander around. There's a meandering. Oh,
0: absolutely. That, to me, those but are the he most
1: Good a good guy. I God bless him and all his success. All all he deserves all of it.
0: Outstanding. Um I, I feel like we just started talking, but uh we're like at 45 minutes now. Um when's the movie come out? Is it's going to Netflix? It's gonna be a Netflix thing, yeah. I believe.
1: Yeah, so uh the, the Munsters is going to be uh day and date release. It'll be on Netflix and on DVD and video on September 27th. Uh, As far as I know, it was always going to be a day and day release. Uh, All the rumors, Peacock, movie theater, $40 million budget, wrong, 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 wrong. It wasn't dumped to Netflix. Netflix was who was always going to put it on. Uh, All this weird misinformation. So, And I think, you know, we all celebrate Netflix. Now, whether you like Netflix or not, 55, 75 million people your movie in one day. Well, you could never do that in a movie theater. Not
0: even if you book a movie theater and every screen in every movie theater.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like a win-win to me.
0: I, I think a lot more people are willing to take a chance because, in their mind, they're not paying for it, even though they already paid for it. Right. 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 Yeah. You know?
1: And and you know, it's it's smart of Netflix. And I mean, if the movie does well, maybe one day they say, "Oh, Rob, you know, can you do another one of those? Uh, wouldn't that be nice?"
0: Yeah. Oh, I think that's great. Uh anything else? Uh, you you said um uh, if you want to give that website again for that your Oh, thank around. you for
1: asking. A yeah, channel yeah. of a uh, channel of peace.org. Uh not for profit, uh faith-based making. Um Hey man, it's you know like I I just want uh, there's just so much anxiety and anger and everybody's mad. I wouldn't be nice if people were mad all the time. So I'm just trying to make movies that just like you you, they'll, they'll be smart enough that your children who are older, and you could sit down and watch them, but they'll also be funny enough that if a kid was 10 or 12, he could sit down and watch it with his parents. Remember when your kids were growing up? You were anything like me, you know? I'm a pretty open-minded guy, uh, but I don't... I don't. There's stuff you've... I never understood, like, uh, like uh, the, the movies that were coming out of... Um, not Pixar, but the you know, the other, the other group over at Universal,
0: you know, they would Uh, say,
1: yeah, they would say, damn it. And things like that. And I think, why is that in a cartoon? Like, what does that got to do with anything your children should be seeing or hearing? So like, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, there should be uh, stuff appropriate for people of a certain age. And that's what I'm trying to make.
0: That's great. I think that's fantastic. Um, Not a very
1: good artist. That's what I do while we were talking
0: oh he's cute (laughs) Um, so we have multiple shows here and um, they have sign offs and in ebry here this is like gonna be episode 298 99 something like that and I don't have a, a good sign off usually I'm like oh see you next week or whatever so let me ask you for advice like what would a good sign off for the podcast be
1: would you is that, are you are you trying to fool me into are you like are you like some some telemarketer trying to fool me into doing your sign off? Uh,
0: no, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I do want to called? talk In- I do want to talk to you about your car's extended warranty though. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, well, how have you. <laughs> uh, is it a art? Anibri art, yeah.
1: And is this a 299th or 299th? I think
0: I think it's two ninety-eight, I believe is the, the episode.
1: All right. How about this? May I do this for you? May I sure, may yeah. I May I, carry, may I carry your burden? May I, you you may can I see through your,
0: my, my uh, gimmick, so yeah. May yeah, I sure. carry your cross <laughs> for you?
1: Yeah. So uh, here it is. Hi, this is Daniel Roebuck, and you just listened to the 298th Art podcast. Aren't you lucky? And aren't, aren't I lucky? Because what a coincidence, 298, that's my IQ. So thanks for listening. <laughs> and uh, just remember, I'm smarter than everybody on the planet. Uh, and uh, so so is Andy. God bless
0: you all. Awesome. Thanks, man. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at anebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns. Or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also, don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk, Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Art Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. So thanks again for listening.